This is the VIP Podcast, Virginia in Politics. Let's listen to host Chris Saxman explore the personalities and policies that connect the Commonwealth. The VIP Podcast is brought to you by the VCTA, Broadband Association of Virginia and Virginia Free. The views and opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the VCTA and Virginia Free or our sponsors. Welcome back to the VIP Podcast. I'm Chris Saxman, your host. This podcast is sponsored by VCTA, the Broadband Association of Virginia and Virginia Free. I'm the Executive Director of Virginia Free and serve four terms in the Virginia House of Delegates from 2002 to 2010. In this uh, version of our podcast, this episode, is we're going to revert back to our title of Election Nerd Disneyland because Virginia has an election of consequence every year. Uh, this year in particular is the entire General Assembly in the new... 140 districts that were redistricted outside of the legislature. Uh, the legislators didn't have their hand in these districts. These districts are permanent uh, for, for generations and will really change the political landscape and the economic landscape of Virginia uh, for generations to come. Uh, let's start with the Virginia State Senate. There are eight, count them, eight districts that will determine the outcome and direction of the Virginia State Senate. We're going to count them down uh, from uh, the ones that are most likely to not flip, well, Republican strength versus Democratic strength and, and on down the line. I'm going to do them in, in reverse order of uh, the Republican strength down through um, uh, where the Republicans are strongest, for, just to give you an idea what they have to do to regain the majority. This is also where the Democrats are playing defense. So if you're, you're a Democrat, you're looking at it a little bit differently. But let's look at district number 16, Western Henrico County, Siobhan Donovan, incumbent senator, uh, she's a uh, OBGYN physician, running against Democrat delegate, Democratic delegate Skylar Van Valkenburg, a teacher. The district is, uh, in 2021, went to Terry McAuliffe by six points. The district is in western Henrico County, has a very large Asian population, and is 60% white. And I'm going to focus on uh, the demographics somewhat because they, they'll show you the breakdown of these districts and how things are moving around the state. So the first one is in Western Henrico County, Siobhan Dunamant versus Schuyler Van Valkenburg uh, with the McAuliffe performance there of plus six in a, in a, in a better Republican uh, election in 2021. You'd have to say that Van Valkenburg has a slight edge here, uh, but if Siobhan Dunamant can get inside the margin of error in polling, uh, she has a real shot at winning this, but it, if she does, it would be by uh, you know, one or two points. So that's going to be a very difficult seat for the Republicans. Uh, good pickup opportunity for the Democrats. In, uh, se in Senate District Number 22, that's Virginia Beach. Current incumbent is Aaron Rouse, recently elected just the day before session started in a special election to replace Congresswoman Jen Kiggins, who left the Virginia State Senate. Looking like a rematch with Republican Kevin Adams, one of the interesting things about this district and this election, and also the special election that was held in January, is that this pitted two African-American uh, gentlemen against each other. There was a lot made of the Super Bowl this past, uh, this past week, and how Patrick Mahomes and uh, Jalen Hurts, for the first time, were two uh, black quarterbacks uh, starting in the, in the Super Bowl. Well, nothing was made of that in Virginia politics. In, uh, in a very unique and special election, held in Virginia Beach. The district was carried by Terry McAuliffe by five points uh, last time. 
And that would also lend itself to be a Democrat hold in this coming election. It's only a 48% white district. So you have a, a heavy minority population in the, uh, the 22nd there. Aaron Rouse probably has the edge, but he also has a lot of votes he's going to have to defend this time around. And Republicans, if they're going to get a, if a chance to take out Aaron Rouse, this is going to be the time to do it. So they're going to spend heavily in that district. Now, I don't, I don't know if Kevin Adams is going to run. Uh, it's not listed on VPAP. Uh, there has been no uh, other candidates that I am aware of just yet uh, to let me know otherwise. Moving up to, and this is in descending order, of uh, McCall of Strength coming into Yunkin Strength based on the 21 elections. The next one is District 30, Prince William County, Manassas, Manassas Park. Uh, Danica Rome, delegate, is running in that district. It's a McAuliffe Plus 4 district, 46% uh, white uh, voter there. So heavily uh, uh, minority population there, majority, majority minority uh, population. Uh, Republican unknown candidate at this point. It's un undetermined. Uh, again, have to give a slight edge there to Danica Rome to pick up that seat for, for the Democrats. Moving over west of the 30th to the 31st in Loudoun County, uh, retiring Senator Jill Vogel, not running again. Uh, Juan Pablo Segura looks to be the Republican nominee. There's no one else in the race. He's substantially funded. This district is a 66% white district. A lot of college-educated uh, uh, whites in that district. Uh, Democrats, Russet Perry, Zach Cummings. Now, when I'm looking at the Democrat primaries this year, the nominations, most all of them will be primaries, I think women tend to have uh, an upper hand given the Dobbs decision. I think they're, you're going to have a more motivated base, the Democratic Party, moving towards the pro-choice position, and women will have a, um, a stronger pull within the Democratic base. Overall, they've been, uh, Democrats have been moving towards more uh, women candidates. And I think, again, I have no knowledge of the, the voting or polling in this one or the candidates, Russet Perry or Zach Cummings, this basically on de demographics and identity politics alone. So I would give a slight edge there to Perry until we know more. So it looks like Juan Pablo Segura is going to be the Republican nominee against either of those two Democratic um, candidates. Uh, Glenn Youngkin won this barely, 0.5 points, less than a point in 2021. Complete toss-up. You're looking $4 million per side, $8 million total to win this seat. This is a, absolutely a critical seat to determine the outcome of the Senate. Republicans must win here to have a chance of getting to 20 or even 21. In the 24th, Newport News, York. This is a Yunkin plus three district. Incumbent Monty Mason, Democrat, running against Republican Sheriff Danny Diggs. Uh, Republicans are going to spend heavy in this district, a 55% white district, uh, a little bit more working class with Newport News. And Republicans have a, have a real strong chance here uh, relative to some of the other districts. But uh, well-known Sheriff Danny Diggs in a certain part of the district, obviously crime is going to be an issue in that district with Newport News. And uh, Monty Mason, well-regarded you know, throughout the Senate, throughout the, throughout the legislature in total, uh, is, a, is a, seen as a more moderate centrist kind of Democrat pro-business that might be able to pick up and withstand uh, Republican votes, Republican takeover in that district, rather. Uh, district 17, Suffolk, Isle of Wight. This is, this is an unknown district. You don't have any incumbents to speak of. Delegate Emily Brewer running against Hermie Sadler for the Republican nomination. This is a Glenn Youngkin 5%, uh, five points, rather, uh, victory in 2021. 50% white, so a substantial black population here. Uh, Democrat delegate Clint Jenkins is running here. And I'm going to throw out a rumor here. I don't like to do this, but I've heard this too many times, not to say something about it. 
um, given it's a 5% Republican district, it's a, you know, not a strong Republican district, likely depends upon the national political narrative. Joe Biden, top of the ticket, uh, overall the narrative, see how that goes. If the economy is not doing well, Republicans stand a good chance of picking this up. If the, Repub if the economy is doing well, it's going to be a little bit difficult to sell. The Republicans say everything's bad with the Democrats. But, you know, on average, this is where Republicans should pick up uh, this seat, five points <clears throat> to Glenn Youngkin in 2021. The rumor I'm hearing, and I've heard it several times, is that Senator Lu Louise Lucas, who is in an adjoining district, would move into this district to take on Clinton Jenkins for the nomination and have a better chance for Democrats picking up this seat than Clint Jenkins would. That's all I've heard. I have no confirmation, but it's when I hear a rumor three times, I, I think it's a it's a valid issue. At least it's been out there. it's been out there for a while. It's a 50%, like I said, 50% uh, white district. Uh, the last one, number eight on the countdown, if there is a countdown today. Stafford, Spotsylvania, Fredericksburg. You have Tara Durant running against Matt Strickland for the Republican nomination. Bit of a bit of a testy contest there. Uh, Democrats Ben Litchfield and Luke Wright. This district uh, went for Glenn Youngkin by I think seven points last time and should go to the Republicans in a normal toss-up election. Um, interesting in this race is Monica Gary. Monica Gary is a, a member of the Stafford Board of Supervisors, I believe, <clears throat> and she's running as an independent. So I looked at her website, and it's heavily uh, on education and uh, women's reproductive rights. That's going to take away votes from the Democrat. So it's not just an unelected official here who's running sort of a gadfly approach, you know, ticked off. But this is a real spoiler for the Democrats and makes this seat even less opportunistic for the Democrats to pick up. I would give the edge in the primary to Tara Durant, hardworking delegate. Matt Strickland has made a bit of noise in his district about the, the ABC shut, taking his ABC license at his restaurant. So you could have a, you could have a real uh, difficult nomination fight for the Republicans there, very expensive. This seat's also going to be expensive. But with that third-party candidate in there, Monica Gary, you have a real problem with the Democrats picking up that seat. Not going to make any predictions overall how the Senate's going to go. That's where you come in. Go to VPAP, VPAP.org. You can do a lot of research to see where these districts are and where they line up. But overall, these are suburban districts. These are the, these are, and these are going to be toss-up districts in, um, in 27 as well and 31. That's just the way the districts are not going to be changing very much. This is where the attention is going to be drawn. Suburban districts in Virginia will determine the outcome and the direction of the Virginia State Senate. Thanks for joining me. I'm Chris Saxon on the VIP podcast. Please subscribe, like, and share on Spotify, Apple, and YouTube. And thanks for joining us.